27. Joseph Stanley here with Rooted 27, a podcast ministry of Red House Baptist Church. And we have Shama Luridan behind the camera, and uh, he does most of our editing and directing and uh, makes it so that uh, you are able to see and hear uh, this podcast. And uh, we're glad that you are listening to our last episode for 2020. And it has been a uh, quite a year, and we're, we're glad that we were able to start Rooted 27 this year, and uh, we're it is our prayer that we'll continue on with it uh, through, Lord willing, uh, 2021 as well. I'm also excited to tell you, uh, if you're listening now, that we're also on the Apple Podcast app, so you can go on there and search, type in our name, Rooted 27. And uh, you can subscribe, download our uh, podcast, and see all our latest podcasts through there as well in case you prefer to listen through that app instead of Facebook or YouTube. Uh, so you'll have more options of listening, whatever you prefer uh, to do. So we're glad that we have this podcast. We're glad that we have it's able to, you're able to listen and be able to share it with you. And today I want to kind of um, reflect on this past year and then share some thoughts as we move ahead into the new year, into 2021. Uh, I guess we, everyone would agree that 2020 has been an interesting, hard, um, just all around difficult year if we're being honest and pretty much for everyone. Uh, and we, we can look at situations nationally uh, that more difficult, uh, as you're well aware, you know, I don't have to tell you, but the pandemic, uh, that's still ongoing, uh, at the beginning of the year, we had a potential war uh, that was going to start, uh, in the middle of the year, we had a lot of, uh, tension and unrest and, and a lot of tragedies taking place. Uh, then on top of it all, we had a presidential election there in November, uh, and some people like the outcome, some people don't. And we're still at a place in our country nationally that it's not really a great place. And that's just nationally. That's not including things that can happen in people's homes and in their churches and in their local communities. All around, it's, it's been a difficult year. But I think back to uh, the end of 2019 as we were moving into 2020. And there was a lot of anticipation for 2020. People thought 2019 was a bad year. All their hopes and dreams didn't come true. Therefore, they were really excited to see what would happen in 2020. There was even cheesy uh, little lines that people were saying, like they wanted to have 2020 vision, and uh, there was messages being preached regarding those things, and uh, people quoting and saying it on Facebook and social media and various places. They were excited about 2020. But for most people, it kind of fell flat. And for obvious reasons. And to some people, they might even say that 2020 was a waste. That oh, that was a waste of time, a waste of days. What was the point? And what was the purpose? But see, as a Christian, I think that's a, a bad way of looking at the year that we've just went through. Because I don't believe it. See, if I say I believe in an all-powerful, all-knowing, sovereign God who's in control who knows each and every detail of the days ahead and the, and, and the past. He knows the future, the present, and the past. If we say we believe that, I don't believe that God creates wasted days. I don't think God... Now, we ourselves as humans, we can take the time God gives us and waste it. 
Uh, we can be lazy. You can get on uh, Netflix and just watch an entire series. And before you know it, know it, you've been watching TV for 12 hours that entire day, or you've watched it through the entire night. Then you waste time, essentially. And it's good to take leisure times and times, but a lot of times we waste days ourselves. But I don't think God creates wasted days. So, therefore, I think we can look at this year and see the tragedy, but we don't have to look at the tragedy and feel hopeless and absolute despair. But what we can do is reflect on the positive things of this year. Uh, you can reflect on the things that God has taught you throughout this year. And, and we can also realize, has God stopped being in control this year? No. Has God somehow been impeached or resigned and stepped off the throne and He's no longer king of all? No. We know that God is still um, in control throughout this entire year. We know that although tragedy uh, may come, we can look for God's purpose in the tragedy, in the hardships, but we don't have to have that feeling of hopelessness. We, there's no need uh, for a Christian to feel hopeless when he knows that he serves a Savior who came and died for him and, and so that his sins might be forgiven and was raised again on the third day. Another thing that I noticed about this year is many people have this doomsday mentality where each and every bad thing that happened, man, this is the end of the world. Man, the worst thing is happening now. Man, it's all going to end right now. And while we don't know the day or the hour the Lord will return, we don't know when people, I don't even know if the term end of the world is really proper to say, uh, as long as we know who we are in Christ, as long as we're being faithful to the Lord, and we're doing uh, the Great Commission, where we're going and spreading the gospel to all the nation, nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then we're making disciples and we're going out and doing that with our own lives, we don't always have to have a doomsday mentality with every single tragedy that happens in the world. Instead, we can live as faithful Christians following the Lord uh, no matter what is happening around us, realizing that this world is not our home. This is temporal, but we're going into an eternal land uh, called heaven. So we can shape our past as we reflect on what has happened in the last year. I would encourage you to think about where you've made mistakes uh, and to think about your successes in the last year as well. Think about things that have brought you closer to the Lord, and then also think about things that you've allowed into your life that kind of separated your relationship with God. I like to every year uh, at the end of the year to reevaluate the things that have happened and then see where you're at spiritually today. And I know the things I just said, you might, some of it might connect with you, some of it might. It's just things I've heard that don't really seem biblical. And I, and I think we need to look uh, at the past as well as the future with a biblical Christian uh, perspective. And something else I noticed this year is right at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, many people were saying, we can't wait till things get back to normal. And while I understood uh, what that meant, uh, that they wanted things to be back to normal, where they're able to go to work, go to church, go to visit their family members without fear of getting sick and dying. That's the obvious thing people would want. But look at what we're saying when we say normal. What is normal? Is that normal the good? Is it pleasing to God? 
Is the way we're living our lives prior to the pandemic, was that pleasing to God? Was that something that we was living our lives for the glory of God, or was it just what we was used to? See, see, even after the pandemic's over, I don't want to go back to normal. I want to make my relationship with the Lord stronger. I want to take opportunities to minister and to help and, and to be there for others more seriously. So, we should allow, as we move into the new year, reflect on what's happened and then see what things should change in our lives and how that maybe things that we call normal weren't always the best. And ask God to show us uh, things that might need to change in our lives, in the here and now, and uh, for the future. Because we're about ready to come into a new year. It'll be 2021 in just a few days. What are we going to do with that year? We don't know what's going to happen. Now, many people are very much anticipating the new year. They're obviously thinking, man, it's going to be way better than 2020. On January 1st, 2021, everything's going to be perfect and go back to normal, that word I used earlier. But is that really what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm not God. Neither are you. We don't really know what's going to happen in the future, but there are some things that we do know. And that's the truth that the Word of God tells us. So that's where we can put our hope, and that's where we can find strength to face the next day. So as I said, there's some things we don't know what will happen, uh, and I can almost guarantee you some things that's going to happen in your life in the next year that, that you're not going to like. It's going to be negative. It's going to seem tragic. It happens every year for everyone. There's unexpected illnesses, deaths, tragedies. How are we going to prepare ourselves for those things? How are you preparing yourself? You see your future right now. Maybe you're thinking, maybe in the next year I'll be married. I'll be a parent. Uh, how are you preparing yourself right now for those things? We need to be preparing ourselves as Christians to have a biblical mindset as we approach life. It's not always about things getting better, but we need to be concerned about making sure that our lives is being used for the glory of God and not that we're necess- that we're getting better, not that we're so we can check on our list and say, man, I'm doing good this week. I'm great. I'm good. I'm perfect. No. The reason we want to think biblically, the, the reason we want to have hope and, and continue on is not for our glory, but it's for the glory of God. Uh, personally, for this upcoming year, one of my hopes is to further develop my biblical world view. And you may be listening right now and say, what on earth is a biblical world view? Well, believe it or not, every person has a world view, whether you realize it or not. And uh, your world view, uh, to explain it very simply, and I've it, and it's been explained to me this way, and I think it helped me understand, your world view is your, the lenses through which you view the world. You see, each and every situation that happens, each and everything you hear about, you process it within your mind, and depending on your worldview, that it'll be how you think about that situation. So, if you have a Christian worldview or a biblical worldview, I think both of those terms uh, kind of one and the same should be at least, then when you see, uh, for instance, if a death occurs, well, if you're a Christian and you have a biblical worldview, you're going to process that death 
in a biblical way. You're going to understand what happens when a person dies, according to the Bible. You're going to understand that if they were a Christian, they're going to heaven. If they were not, they're going to hell. We're going to understand uh, how to grieve and how to deal with tragedy in a biblical way. You see, uh, the Bible tells us in uh, Colossians 2.8, to be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, based on human tradition, based on the elements of the world, rather than Christ. So Paul warns the church there in Colossae and uh, the book of Colossians to be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit. What is Paul talking about there? I think it ties into what I'm talking about, a biblical worldview. We see there in, in, in the church there in Colossae, which the book of Colossians was written to uh, by Paul, they were dealing with a lot of heresy. They were dealing with a lot of things in their church that went against uh, Orthodox Christian uh, truths. Uh, that people were saying that Jesus wasn't really God. Uh, people were having a wrong view of God himself. And a lot of uh, false teaching was entering into the church. And Paul was warning them, don't let anyone take you by this philosophy, by this empty uh, deceit. Don't Essentially, don't hold on to the world's way of thinking. And I think that warning can, can go to us as well, because far too often we have a worldview that matches the world and not Christ. We don't think and process things according to the Bible. We don't filter it through what the Bible says. We don't allow our actions to be in accordance to the, what God would want it to be. Instead, it's based on our emotions and feelings, and it's based on what the world has told us we should be doing. See, whether you realize it or not, you're constantly, if you watch television, if you listen to music, if you watch the news, you're being exposed to multiple different types of uh, worldviews, multiple different types of uh, thinking and, and ideas. But how are you processing those things, and how are you allowing to, them to infiltrate your life? Are we allowing them to, are we understanding, okay, that we see that philosophy, we see that worldview, but we understand that it contradicts the Word of God, therefore, uh, we're not going to allow it to come into our own lives and affect our emotions, our thinking, or our actions. Or, you can see a worldview that opposes God and embrace it. And then when you embrace a worldview that goes against the Bible, your thinking and everything else will be off of what the Bible says. I was reading a survey the other day that said only 9% of Christians in America who say they are born-again believers, uh, they gave them a, a list of questions. It was basic questions that had to do with the Christian faith. Only 9% held to what would be described as a biblical worldview. And that's kind of disheartening. You see, a biblical worldview starts with God. It starts with the understanding of who God is as our Creator, and then it flows over into what we understand about the Bible. And now, oftentimes you can, I'm not, if I had to guess, I'm not speaking to people and, and referring to my own self, uh, who are going to be in danger of turning against the Christian faith, 
Uh, there's most people would agree that the Bible is inspired, uh, the uh, inspired Word of God, that it is perfect and that it is true. Most Christians would agree that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and, and recognize His deity. Most Christians believe in a God and believe in uh, the God of the Bible. So I don't think people are in danger of saying, oh, they're going to turn into a heretic and they're going to turn against the faith and they're going to... Uh, become an atheist and follow a, a teaching that goes against God. But oftentimes, we allow um, the world's uh, view of just simple things in our life to affect us. You see, someone might be get in an argument. And as a Christian, we're supposed to have a biblical worldview, therefore we should approach that argument, that discussion, in a way that would please God, in a way that matches what the Bible says, so that we're living out what the Bible says. But oftentimes, we, we respond in a way that the world would tell us to. We respond it by living according to our sinful nature instead of the new man, uh, which is to put on Christ. We respond in an ungodly way. You might have an argument with your spouse. How are you responding? You may deal with a tragedy. How are you responding? How are you processing each and everything in your life? Oftentimes, we, we look at someone else you might have a disagreement with, and your main focus is this. If that person was different, then I wouldn't be having this problem. But our, really, our perspective should be, is God allow me to process this situation in a way that pleases you, in a way that lines up with your word? And not be so concerned about the other person, uh, but instead be concerned about your relationship with God. And when you look at another person, if we're going to have a biblical worldview, and then we're going to have to do what the Bible says and love our enemies. Love those who hurt you. Bless those who persecute you. Now, the world will tell you, don't do that. The world would say that that person treated you wrongly. You should just, uh, you know, treat them horribly uh, and, and do whatever you can to bring harm to them. But if we're taking on a biblical worldview, then we're going to uh, respond differently. And I hope in 2021 that you would be able to develop your biblical worldview so that each and every situation you deal with in life, ones that's quick and you don't even have time to think about, or we respond it with and would be processed in your life and in your actions and your words would then represent what God would, would please uh, God and would glorify Him with your life. Uh, psalm 1 is an amazing uh, psalm. It's the first one, obviously, in the book of Psalms. And it says, How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. Now, this is in the uh, Christian Standard Bible version, but the KJV says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, or walks in the wicked way. You see, the world and the wicked and the sinner, sinful world would tell you how you should live, uh, even for young people, there's so many expectations that placed upon them, their, their appearance and, and their athletic abilities or who they are, or how many followers they have on social media. And that's what they emphasize here in the world. But that's not where Christians should be looking to, to find answers to uh, help them in their lives. Instead, uh, 
the, the Christian, the one who wants to be, the Bible says, is happy and blessed, doesn't follow the world's way and doesn't follow what the world has to say, but instead meditates in the Word of God, looks to the Bible. And I would ask you, how often are you including the Bible in uh, your life? And how often are you processing what God has to say? You know, we can take time in our life, and you, each and every person is different. Each and every individual situation is different. So I'm not going to tell you where you need to work on in your own life to further develop uh, your Christian worldview, because each and every person has different jobs and uh, relationships and things in their own life. But you need to examine your heart and your life and see what's aligning up with God's Word and what's not, which emotions are, are and which thoughts and which ideas are falling in line with the Word of God and what's not. And for the new year, I leave you with this verse, uh, Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. For the joy that was laid before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So I encourage you to lay aside every idea, every philosophy, anything that would oppose God, lay aside sin, and then prepare yourself to begin the new year by following Jesus. Look to him in all things in your life and allow the Bible to shape your heart and your mind in each and every situation you deal with. As I said, we don't know what this year will bring. I hope, I hope that it's a great year for you, but I don't know what it will be, neither do you. But I do know that we serve a God who's in control. I do know that He holds the future. And uh, as that song says, because He lives, I can face tomorrow, and you can too. So we thank you for listening today. And as I said earlier, if you don't already, you can follow us on Facebook or uh, subscribe on YouTube. You can also go to the Apple Podcast app and uh, type in our name there and subscribe to hear all our latest podcasts. And if you would have any questions or any particular subjects you would like to hear addressed in the upcoming year, you can go to our Facebook page and you can either message us or comment there, and we'd be happy to uh address those questions. Again, thank you for listening today, and uh, you can visit our website as, as well at redhousebc.com if you want to learn more about uh, this ministry or uh, other ministries here at our church. Thanks again for watching. You can connect with us via our website at redhousebc.com or connect with us on social media by searching for Rooted27 or you can also subscribe by searching D House Media RHBC on YouTube. Subscribe now.